Welcome to The Jockey Club, a podcast looking at the movie Let It Ride, one scene at a time. My name is Dan Delgado, and we're at historic Hylia Park where one man is having the best day of his life. I'm having a good day. So come on in and hang out while we talk about this day and the greatest movie of all time, Let It Ride. Don't worry about that guy at the door. I've got you covered. You can even take my seat to the jockey club. Joining us at the table in this episode to discuss the first scene of Let It Ride is a man who spent six months as my co-host on a radio show that I used to do, a man who knows his way around the track, and also the person I saw Let It Ride with all the way back in 1989, my brother, Eric Delgado. All right, so here we go with scene one from Let It Ride, and this is the scene at the Twin Dragons restaurant. And what we have here is we're introduced to our protagonist, Jay Trotter. We are introduced to his wife, Pam, and they are getting together. It's a reconciliation dinner that's happening here in the opening scene. Honestly, and it's, it's Eric, it's not until that I learned that this was not the original intended opening scene of the movie. Yeah, it, it, it now kind of dawns on me because this scene sets up the movie so unbelievably well. Yes. You could kind of think about, oh, someone went back. Like if I told you somebody went back to the beginning and said, well, what could I write that would sort of tie this movie together in from the beginning? Yes. That's what this scene is. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. The, the two of them are having their dinner. And they are going over, each one has a list of things that they're going to promise to do or right. to not do. Right. So somehow, uh, b before they even agreed to the dinner, yeah. however that happens, yes. they, they somehow communicated to each other, all right, so like in order for this to go really well, yes. let's go over like the issues that we have and how we think we're going to fix them. Yes. And w who knows, I'm guessing that Pam was the one that was pushing this agenda and Jay was the one agreeing to it wholeheartedly. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm -hmm. That sounds about right. Yeah. I would say that it, it could be the kind of thing that maybe Jay has come up with mm -hmm. because he's gone through some sort of a 12-step <laughs> program. Right, okay. Right? He's gone okay. through a Gambler's Anonymous, mm -hmm. right? Now, the funny thing is there's only four items that are mentioned on the list, but yeah. all four items are things that they end up coming up later in the movie. Right. So he starts out by saying, I'll always remember to call. Right. Yeah, there's no throwaways. Yeah. Yes, every one of these is a huge issue in the movie. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'll always remember to call. He does <laughs> not call. He, oh, well, no. all, he does not want her to know. No. Right? No. Where he's at later on in the film. Right. Once he breaks whichever cardinal rule yeah. that's going to send him down the path, all the rules are out. <laughs> yes. She just instinctively knows to mm -hmm. call the track. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I, I don't know how they know he's in the jockey she's club. She's got the number to the track. I can't imagine that she's calling directly to the jockey club. Mm -hmm. Right? Because he's never been there. Mm -hmm. Right. No, no. 
No, right. not the jockey club. Yeah, we'll get to but that later. She does know she how did, to find his. Yeah, ass. I'm thinking she knows that he's there. He gets paged. Eventually, it, it just gets routed there. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so that's his. I'll always remember to call. All right. So hers is, I will not lose my temper in public anymore. Whew. Huge. Yeah. Huge. That's pretty big. Yeah. First of all, look, that should just be a thing in general. It, it, it would yeah. be nice. Right. It would be nice. But it does let you know. It almost seems to me, because she, she's so damn cute there, mm -hmm. it, it seems like, ah, is that really a thing? Really? <laughs> Do you have to overcome that? Whoo! How much of it is that she's Terry Gar mm -hmm. plays oh. into you thinking that? Oh, all of it. All of it, right? All of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, right. there's another point I'm going to make about that coming up. Oh, okay. That same issue. Okay. Yeah. All right, so you want me to do the next thing on the list? Yeah. Okay, and then we're going to come back to that. All right. Sure. All right, so the next is Jay saying, I won't gamble so much. Which is, <laughs> okay. No, of course, we know we're talking about a movie that is specifically very much yep. about gambling. Yeah, you know that at this point. It is a gambler's fantasy movie. Right. Right? Right. So, obviously, that one is going to get broken. We all know this going in. Well, you know, I mean, it, it, fortunately for him, you know, not that it works out, but, uh, you know, he puts it in the most ambiguous way. I promise I won't gamble so much. Oh, that's true. So, you know, so much does, does tell yeah, you something, right? Yeah, yeah. We're not completely out on the gambling here. <laughs> and who's to say, what barometer <laughs> are we using? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will gamble, but less. Right. It, it does have a different connotation if he says it that way. I'll gamble less because then you're all, all right. He's still yeah. going to gamble. Right. But yeah, I won't gamble because it's I won't. Yep. But then so much. So much. Oh. Right. And Get who little, knows? Put a little wiggle room in there. Yeah. Because yeah, look, the, the, if I buy scratch offs, that's a, that's a gamble. Right. Yeah. Sure. That's what I was going to say. Like, right. Maybe there's the, the $2 win ticket. Mm-hmm. You know? It's $2. Right. To some people, that's a lot. Yeah. And to some people, that's not so much. This is true. So it leaves it pretty wide open for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, and then the last one that we get to on the list, and th this is on both of their lists, mm -hmm. is I won't worry about money so much. Hey, I won't worry so much about money. Hey, I won't worry so much about money. Yeah, I know. They, they kind of like compare that they both have it on the list. And it's, it's really kind of sweet and adorable. Yeah, like, it, he's so enthusiastic about that moment. Yeah. yeah. That's to me where it, it tells me that he's the one trying to sell this you know, mm. to, to her. Yeah. Right? Because he's like, hey, look, look, I won't gamble so much. Yeah. I mean, I won't worry so much about money. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, hey, I won't gamble so much. Look. Isn't that exciting? Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. So from here, we go from that Jay just kind of has this little moment, mm -hmm. right? Where yeah. where he ponders and, and he says to her, you know, I figured out my problem. Yep. He gets comfortable. Right. Yeah. He gets, he gets vulnerable. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I figured out my problem in life and it's, God doesn't like me. Yeah. And you know it's such a loaded statement because I'm a, I'm already concerned that he's gonna backtrack in you know the the progress that he's made with her right right there he's gonna kill it uh huh that's the concern because yeah that what what is that supposed to okay if you're in a romantic relationship and you're saying something like that no matter what no matter what's going on mm -hmm. that's cause for alarm if you if I'm with somebody who thinks that yeah right that's true this is a guy who's telling you I'm doomed. Yes. Yeah. Right. And now we also know, though, that these guys have had 
They're working on a reconciliation. Mm-hmm. He's got a, a pretty serious hot button problem, which mm-hmm. is the gambling. <laughs> yes. We, so we know that it's worse than just two suckers, you know, sitting around chatting. Mm-hmm. And he drops that in there, and you know that it's about the gambling. Yeah. You know, like it just makes sense. Yeah. I mean, he even follows when she says, Oh, God loves everybody. He says, not this horse. Yes, right. Not not this guy. Right. Right. Not this horse. And she's so sweet to sort of be encouraging there instead of to go, you know what? See, here you go. Yeah, no, no, no. She's totally fine. Yeah. In, until we get to, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry, because I I'm, I don't want to gloss over. Mm-hmm. Where then he just sort of thinks, this is why, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but this is why, that, that the reason that God doesn't like me, this is the reason yeah. why I would like to just have one day. Oh, yes, man. And that, right, again, if you're looking for, I'm sure there's a list of, like, signs that a gambler is about to go bananas, <laughs> right? There's got to be lists of these things. Statements like that <laughs> mean he's he's near the edge. Yeah. He's looking for that day. Yes, yes, yes. Please find me the reason. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. I don't know that God doesn't like me would correlate with, I just want to have one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? because in his mind, right, he's accepting his own theory that God doesn't like him. Yes. So inst- since you don't like me, just throw me one bone. Just give me this, and then right. I'll walk away. Right. And then that's all I need. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that's such, that's got to be terrifying. It, it legitimately, you know? And she's too damn sweet. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and he doesn't want to expound on it. She presses him. He's not going to expound on it anymore. Right, right. And, and now we're going to get to the fortune cookies. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, I'm sorry. I... She says that she mentions that they could be having sex. Oh, that's true. Right. That's right. Well, they go over what their schedule is going to be. Right. All right. So we're going to. There you go. We're going to. You know, he's going to go to work. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. he's going to go to work, which we know he's going to drive a cab. Right. Right. He's going to work that. Yeah. And then he's going to be home in the morning. And then by, I don't know, like 11, 15 or 12, 15, they could be having sex. Right. So they're, they're throwing... starting their marriage. Exactly. They're so encouraged by yeah. it. Yeah. Right. This is another moment where the fact that it's Terry Gar, yes, his reaction is like nonplussed by her adding that. Mm-hmm. You know that we could be having sex. Yeah. He's he's not he just moves on from that comment. He's not thinking about it so much as he's thinking about his one day. Right. 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 So yeah. again, that should be another huge tip off to the audience because the the schlubby guy over there mm-hmm. just got propositioned by Terry Gar, mm-hmm. and he's like. <laughs> Not thinking about that at all. And I actually, when I've seen this a couple times, I've actually thought to myself, well, could it be that the relationship is so, I don't want to say stale or, you know, like common between them, mm-hmm. like that it doesn't really stimulate him? And I still came up with, hell no. Well, they do try to middle-age Terry Gar looking, right? Like, they don't dress yeah. her good. They give her lousy hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they make it seem like maybe there is a rut that has existed Yes, here. yes. Or maybe just that these two people have been through a lot. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we're going to the to the fortune cookies. Right. Right? Yeah. And so Jay gets a fortune cookie. What does it say? You could be walking around lucky and not know it. Yes. Sometimes you can be walking around lucky and not know it. Jeez. I got to tell you, just saying it like that. Right. Right. You get a fortune cookie like that. Yeah. What the hell? First of all, every fortune cookie I get has some dumb quote Mm -hmm. and then it has lotto numbers on it. Well, I will tell you that Mm -hmm. there's been some sort of like 
commercialization of the fortune cookie. Oh well, sure. So there was. A, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say it's completely unrealistic at the well, time. Yeah, probably back then you could have got something. You like got. That. You got some more curious things back in those days. Yes. Yeah. Now you don't get shit. Right. You don't get anything cool. No, you don't. Yeah. yeah. We, it's always like advice for you. Mm-hmm. You know, like go out and spread joy. <laughs> All right, damn it. <laughs> Settle down. Yeah. Or like you said, lotto numbers. Yeah, be, well, usually I would get something and then the lotto numbers as well. Mm-hmm. Like, like those are together. Right. I know. Who's using that for their lotto number guide? I'm know. thinking that there probably was a time where like as an industry, mm-hmm. they were getting too many like threats, you know, like oh. maybe litigation. Mm-hmm. Hey, you said over here I was supposed to be getting lucky. So then they went to, you know, no, no, we're going to get things that nobody could challenge. Now it's Those just are the things you're going to get. Completely bland, generic, right. and you can't pin us down on anything. Right, because it, it, it's totally like mm. the magic is gone from yeah. the fortune cookie. Yeah. My child thinks it's great, but she's nine. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. So you could be walking around lucky and not even know it, which is sort of just the theme of the movie it's going forward. So magical. Is this, yes. right? This. And yeah, it's just the, the the phrasing of it. Phrasing. It's not like, yeah, you're going to have a lucky day. It's like you need to be paying attention oh, without to the universe, right. to the signs. Right. Because if you don't, you will miss out yes. on your lucky day. I'm immediately on alert from this moment until something happens. Yeah. If it's me. Yeah. Something that, that bananas happens. Woof. Right. They know. Somebody knows. Some, some you don't put something out there like that without knowing. Yeah, and and then Terry Gar, she gets her fortune cookie, which yeah. is "Stand by your man." Right, which is also very prophetic. Fabulous for the, for the movie. Also, maybe maybe not the most feminist fortune no. cookie out there. No, and she even she makes it worse by saying it like, "Of course, it's gonna be something like stand by your man." Yeah. Like, shouldn't I, guys? Isn't that what we're doing here? <laughs> I feel so bad for her. Yes, right. So bad for Pam. Right. Ah, <sighs> okay. So then they're, they're going to pick another one. But, yeah. But Richard, but Jay, I'm sorry, not Richard Dreyfus, but Jay isn't going to touch one because Pam, while picking one up, has already touched No, no, no. One. You already touched that one. You already touched that one. So it's no good anymore. Yeah. Have you heard that before? That if you touch another fortune cookie, another person's fortune cookie, it's not good anymore? No, sir. Okay. No, sir. But. I don't doubt that, that exists. Though. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it exists, right? Because, like we just said, there's some impl- not anymore. It's all gone. But at the time, there was it was implied that there could be some magic in there. And so, why not be that the magic isn't in there? To, you know, for you, it's right. in there for me. Yeah. If you if you touch mine, maybe the magic goes away. <laughs> so I could see that. I mean, yeah, with imagination, sure. I'm positive that's a thing. I had just never heard it until they did it. I have no problem if they made it up completely mm-hmm. because it just, it sounds like a thing. It yep. sounds plausible yes. that some people have a superstition around fortune cookies. Yes. Right. And I think at one time they were even wrapped in paper. Oh. Well, maybe yeah. these are wrapped in paper. I'm not sure. They might be. We have to take a closer look. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. Now they're in this, you know, right, unbreakable plastic. Yes. Yeah. In it, a way. It, it also feels like the, like the, the cellophane mm-hmm. that they're in now, mm-hmm. right? That that would prevent. Yeah, it's impenetrable. Yeah, you. Yes. Now it's okay to touch that fortune. And cookie. maybe that was a thing too. Like, look, look, we're eliminating any of this horse shit. Yeah. But I remember them when they were wrapped in paper, and so 
obviously it could have been there and and that would lead to again more likely that oh, your vibes got in there right you might have even touched the cookie if you mess around mm -hmm. yeah so all right so i'm not gonna touch that one because mm -hmm. you ruined it and yeah. i was at the phrasing right you ruined it yeah. when you touched it with your black poison even though all over it, it, it's just supposed to be that anybody touches it. Right? Yes, right. It, it sounds accusatory. No, he does. He makes yeah. it about her. Yeah. Well, because you ruined it <laughs> when you touched it. So right. I'll just, and I'll I'll just take this one. And now this is going to start a little argument. Yeah. Right. It's and just a little one. It's just a little one. Mm -hmm. Right. And Pam goes from zero to breaking her first promise. Right. Right? I will not yeah. lose my temper in public anymore. Yeah. She starts to lose it right there. Yes. And I th and, and just I think she even threatens him, like, I'm gonna lose my temperature. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you you see this is way more than this is a fatal flaw. Like before, <laughs> she might just be wonderful and you know, yeah. uh, and he's just missing it. No, this is scary as hell. I, I will tell you though, this leads to the first moment. <laughs> and it's so funny because <laughs> I know you're going to know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I think people who love this movie will know what I'm talking about. But I truly believe that Joe Pitka, mm -hmm. director of this film, yes. directs the hell out of this movie. Yes. And this little moment that you know, I know you know what I'm talking about mm -hmm. is where he's looking at Pam and he goes, excuse me excuse me and then he turns to the guy next to him yeah. and says it again right? right yeah and then you just hear the it's just this perfect i don't even is it a pan or is it a cut to a guy it's like a jump cut yeah all right it's a it is all right so it's a cut and it's just some super regular looking yeah. dude right. mustachioed guy mm -hmm. eating his chinese food right and and on the last one you the the plates clink yep. at the exact moment. Yes. And now we're addressing some complete third party. Yes. Excuse me. Excuse me. No. Excuse me. Sorry. And he's right in your face. Yeah, and he's right in your face. And that guy's like, and the guys look at like, like what? What? Do, what do you want? Right. Right. What do you I'm want? just here minding my own business. There's a beauty to it. It's it is. so well done. Yes. Right. And like, I, he I, appears for that reason. Yes, he, he appears for the reason of this moment. We didn't need him until now, in, even in his life. But at that moment, when Jay wants to excuse, he's right there for him. Yes. And yeah. I don't even think you see the plates. I think you just right. hear them. Yeah, I don't think Like, so. make that sound, that <laughs> clink. Right. Right? Yeah, I'm startled by it. Yes. And then he asked the guy about the fortune cookie. And I remember <laughs> that I did not know what this guy was going to say. I remember right. thinking, like, like, is this real? Right. I, I don't know. Right. What happens when you touch another person's fortune cookie? It's not good anymore. And, right. And <laughs> what's great about that, right, is with all that buildup, yeah. you would think, right, the response you're supposed to get is at least a little bit of a setup from the guy. Well, the way I feel is this. Yeah. He doesn't do anything. He's like he was waiting for the question. He knew the question was, it's not good anymore. Yeah, very matter of fact. I'm done helping you. That's it. Yeah, here's okay. your answer. Yeah, here's your answer. I'm going back to my food. <laughs> Thank right. you very he much. almost doesn't miss a, a chopstick. <laughs> it's and, what is that? And he says that other people in the restaurant hear it, and all of a sudden a debate starts over it. Right. right? Yeah. Right? Heated. And here we get an appearance by David Landsberg. Right. So I will, I will bring up David Landsberg because he was part of a comedy duo with Richard Dreyfus's brother, Lauren Dreyfus. So they were in two movies together. 
yeah. detective school dropouts <laughs> and Dutch Treat, neither of which are particularly Wait. successful movies. No, 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 you're not done with Dutch Treat. Oh, I'm not? Oh, I'm sorry. Dutch Treat starring, oh, I'm sorry. Um, featuring. Featuring the international sensation, <laughs> the Dolly Dots. That's, oh, a, that's a singing band. But Landsberg is in there. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know, okay, no, I'm right. Just a quick Lauren Dreyfus thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he deserves it. Moon over Parador. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. You, yep. Now, I've not seen this movie in many years. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I remember it being okay when I saw it. I saw it in school. It got a lot of buzz. Did it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, right, I only thought it was okay too. Okay. So in that movie where Richard Dreyfus uh, is playing a, a Michael Dorsey type actor, right? right like Dustin right. Hoffman in, in Tootsie, some unemployed actor. Oh my gosh. He goes down to, or, <laughs> the I don't know. The premise he, is good. The premise is great. Yeah. He goes down, you know, it's it's Dave before Dave. Mm -hmm, right, right, right. Right. He goes down to Parador or he's in front of, for some reason he's in front of the dictator of this small central slash South American country and he does a great impression of the guy. Right. Right, and then the guy dies, and Richard Dreyfus has to impersonate him for a couple of weeks. Something along these lines, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, I always thought that Richard Dreyfus is also playing the dictator. Right. So did I. Okay, it's Lauren Dreyfus. I got you. And I did not learn that until maybe two. Now I'm only aware of Lauren Dreyfus' ex existence within the last two years. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. I saw Detective School Dropouts, and I'm watching this trailer, and I'm like, "Who is this guy <laughs> who's doing this Richard Dreyfus impression?" Man. It turns out, no, it's his brother. Mm -hmm. He just sounds like that. Right. You know, whatever. Yeah, and he's got the that beard is. on, so you can't really tell. Wh whatever. Like, I don't even know like what that sound is. Like, mm -hmm. he has a distinct voice. Yep. Like almost an, I don't know, accent from somewhere. Yeah, it seems a little like Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but it could be like Indiana, you know, Midwest like it's, kind yeah, of thing. It's All not right. as strong as it as a Chicago, but yeah, that'd right. be my guess. Okay, so neither here nor there. Anyway, David Landsberg's in the group of people at the Twin Dragons debating. Yes. Now, well, you know, right. It's and it's great. It is like this like wacky now funny scene of everybody, mm -hmm. you know, going over. We get one of my favorite lines, which is off screen a woman just going. It is not just a cookie. <laughs> right. It is not just a cookie. Because <laughs> one of the beautiful things about this movie is just how full of wacky characters, how like really colorful characters. Yeah, that's are... all Pitka. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's his style. In all those videos, all his commercials. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he really, by the time we get this movie... He's not. It's his. Is it his first and only movie? Well, well oh, uh, Space, Space Jam. A little movie called Space Jam. Yeah, right. Odd. I. I don't like the the career doesn't make sense. Yes. Yes. Right. He's got to have friends in some areas. I. I. I to get that. Sometimes deal. I wonder. Did he just think? All right, this this movie business. What a bunch of crap. Mm -hmm. Let me go back to making commercials where I'm making lots of money. He was too. He was because yeah, his his style works so well for a commercial. Right, oh, absolutely. A yeah. lot of the things that happen in the movie, you could break it down and see it in a commercial. Yes. And, you know, on the on the new Blu-ray that came out last year, the mm -hmm. 2021, Yeah. there's an interview with him. There's not a lot of interviews with him talking Let It Ride, but there's a, a 
I don't know, a, like a 10-minute interview with yeah. him, right? Yeah. He's not on camera, by the way. It's just audio. Okay. And one of the things that he said that struck me what was really interesting is that going into Let It Ride, when, when he was looking to you know get his crew, he said that what he could do, right, him, the whatever it was that he had, his crew, yeah, he was you. more advanced than what Paramount had. And can... he was shocked by this. Oh, I see. Yeah, well, you know, look, maybe when they're looking at the material, they're thinking of something more along the lines of like California split sort of approach to it. Oh, I wonder. You know what I mean? Like, okay, it's a dark subject. Even though we're going to, even though it's funny, I mean, the book is nowhere, is not anywhere near this kind of wackiness. Mm -hmm. It's It's more familiar comedy yeah know? so the, or, the book good vibes by jay cronley for those who don't know yeah so i'm thinking just spitballing but yeah thinking like like the studio they can't they have no vision so they're probably thinking it's going to be something along those lines and he's seeing no i can drop in 800 characters you think so yeah i'm thinking maybe you okay. know because okay look well he does do that they they do wacky it up but it's the studio that comes in and changes the opening scene mm -hmm. so just for, for people who don't know, the opening scene was instead Jay at a Gambler's Anonymous meeting. Right, right. And he's there for, I think, his 30-day chip. Mm-hmm. And he's the only one there. He's the only one getting it. Right. He stands up and he gives a speech, and it's kind of a funny speech, but it's also, you know, a little dark sure. and a little sad. And right. It, you know, it's, it's really different. It's so different tonally. Yes. And so... They end up changing that, right? And then they give you this one, which, honestly, I would not want to lose this opening scene. Right. Because, first of all, it gives you more Terry Gar. Yep. Right? Because we lose that little bit of her, and it does kind of set her up a lot better. Absolutely. If you don't have her, right? Yes. I mean, if you wanted to put the other scene before this one, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But, yeah, they, so they lose that serious scene in favor of something that's wackier. I got you. And you're saying that's the studio that picked that. That's the studio that did that. And but I, that's I after know Pitka the... didn't like it. Oh, I see. Yeah, Pitka did not like it. Well, he it. wanted that big juxtaposition, I guess, then, to yeah. go from that to like, all right, now we're going into crazy time. Yeah, I think so. I think maybe they wanted hmm. to ground it in a certain reality and yeah. sort of acknowledge some of the, the bad gambling stuff, even though right. it turns into this ridiculous, like, honestly... Let me ask you a question. I'm going to ask. Yeah. All right. This is a personal question. Okay. I'm going to say. All right. Do you remember the name mm -hmm. Postman Dan? From the movie? No. Just, oh, just oh. In, in your life. Postman Dan. Yeah, Postman Dan. Because you saw Postman Dan, and then you brought me. And I saw Postman Dan as well. Oh, man. Is this going to be some gambler? It's a horse. Oh, it's a horse. It's a horse. Gotcha. It's a horse. This was after we saw this movie. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now, I don't want to say it's the next weekend or something. Right. It's maybe the next year. Okay. It's maybe like 1990. But <clears throat> you come to me and you say, I, I, I think you actually won money on this horse. Okay. Yeah. I wish I could remember this. Better. This is at Gulfstream Park. Okay. Right? Now, I should point out that Let It Ride takes place in South Florida, in Miami, specifically Hialeah Park. So a lot of us in Hialeah, even though. People who live in Hialeah don't really would not recognize these people. Right. I don't think. Right. This is happening. 
<laughs> this is the underbelly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you come to me, tell me about, I, I want to divorce you, you're not going to believe his name. Postman Dan, like me. We, right. You need to come. So we went uh -huh. the next week. Uh -huh. Sure enough, that horse was running again. Yeah. White horse. Yeah. Last place. Oh, <laughs> yikes. Yeah. And, but I, you're saying I had won money off of it. I think you had won money off of it. I would think, why would I be so excited? Yeah. Yes, I, mean, I must have. It, it wasn't as though we gambled a lot of money. It mm -hmm. was a few dollars. Right. And we gambled on a few sure. races that day. Yeah. But I know, <laughs> I know that the fuel for that yes. is this movie. Yes. Oh, I hear you on that. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Like, that was my education. Yeah, this movie could be leading you in the wrong path. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, okay, so I get where you're going, right? Like, so because it's not grounded, because there are no real lessons. Exactly. Um, right, you, okay, look, right, just flat out, when it's over, mm -hmm. no spoilers, but when it's over, I want to live this life. Oh, my God. Absolutely. I want this day. I want this day. I right? I want to be in the, in the group. I mm -hmm. want to hang out. Right. Maybe I don't want to hang out at the jockey club, but I definitely want to hang out at that bar right. where all those degenerates oh, are Oh, we wanted to find it then. Yes. Yes. Could this be? Yes. You know, where did they film this? Yeah, so if they're hoping to avoid that, that's the last thing that happened. Oh, I, no, I, I walked out of there like, let's go to the track. I don't know if they were hoping to avoid it or not, but yeah. I, I know that they wanted to, let's take out that darkness and put it in something a little more fun. Yeah. And, and then whoever wrote it, and I don't know, like the movie's written by Nancy Dowd, famous mm -hmm. for doing Slapshot. And when I, I believe the story is, is that when they change this scene. Yeah. She takes her name off the movie. Oh, I think, yeah, you said that. It's written, because if you, you watch the credits, it's written by Ernest Morton, who does not exist. Gotcha. Yeah. And so I do. I, I, so it's enough of an issue. I also wonder who wrote it. Right. I don't know. Did Pitka write this? Maybe we'll find out by the time that we're done with this series. Right. There's a good chance of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I don't know, but I do know that this became a big contention. Right. They had to go back and, you know, not only write this scene, but, you know, bring Dreyfus and bring Terry Gar back yeah. in and film a new scene. Yeah. And he, of course, I should, they both look a little different. Oh, you think? Yeah. She looks a little fuller. She looks a little, mm. definitely, yeah. She, neither one of them look as good as they did in the movie. Neither uh, one of them. Uh -huh. Yeah. He looks the same way. He looks like he's less comfortable in that, in that suit that he's been in for the last <laughs> 36 hours or whatever it comes to. But I have to say this about that. And I'm, obviously, I love what Nancy did because mm -hmm. that's the main, that's the thrust of it. Yeah. But I, I totally agree with the decision. It's weird because yeah. normally you're sort of not on the studio side. Right. But here they come again. And I'm okay, like I say, I'm okay with, with that first scene. And that, that first scene I'm pretty sure is in the book. Right. Right? Yes. But I don't want to lose this scene that right. we're talking about. Right. Because this scene is legit funny. Yes. Right? Yes. Sets up these characters, introduces them. You totally get the dynamic of the relationship. Yes. You know, you there's so much information right. that's in this opening scene. I right. hate to lose that. Including the style that you need to okay, because Pitka takes some adjusting to. 
because it for you you could get a little overwhelmed by what's going on mm. if he just comes at you full force but you get a little taste of it here which mm-hmm. is also pretty brilliant to me because now when you start seeing this it's not going to shock you you know when it's actually big plot points right and in the middle of plot points it's just bananas yes so you know i i think right for every reason that's got to be there Thank you for visiting The Jockey Club, a look at the movie Let It Ride, one scene at a time. This episode was hosted, produced, and edited by me, Dan Delgado, and my guest was Eric Delgado. Music in this episode is from Epidemic Sound, and our podcast cover art is by Sean Labrie. If you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you did, then you can feel free to leave a nice review wherever it is that you can leave a podcast review. Or better yet, tell another Let It Ride fan about it. You can contact me through email. It's dan at moviemaker.com. Or even better, I'm on the Repod app, which is not only a great way to listen to podcasts, but a great way to interact with podcast hosts like me. Find it in the App Store. Come on by and say hello. And again, thanks for listening. <laughs>